the metaphysical mind. Today, we are going to talk about what is the one thing that the mind really is in charge of and how you can understand how the mind works to develop the power to manifest anything you desire. Welcome to Metaphysics of Photography Podcast, where we discuss elevated personal branding for mystical misfits and rock stars, as in crystals. I am Adanis, also known as Ultra, your host. Let's get started. Hello, and let's just get right into it today. I hope that you're doing good. Um, what I want to talk to you about today is really, you know, the good old power of the mind. But I want to give you, I want to offer you a perspective that hopefully will make things better, clearer, and easier for you to manifest what you want. And so I want to, I want to just go from this one perspective. Of course, the mind, the conscious, the unconscious, the this and that, and all the science and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. I'm going to tell you right now that it doesn't matter to me and it shouldn't matter to you if you know a lot of things and still cannot manifest your desires. You know what I mean? You know how many people I know that have been training, coaching, learning 10 years, 20 years, and they're like, I still can't make all my things come true. I still cannot realize all the things. It is still an uphill battle. I will have a couple years of the plenty and then I will have scarcity for another couple. Like, how do I get off that roller coaster? I'm sipping on my coffee and talking to you because it's 8 in the morning. I am ahead of schedule or maybe right on schedule. And um, I have a lot of things to do today. So, for example, I am rolling out a whole um, set of courses this week. I am so stoked and so excited, including um, journaling, um, a program on journaling, a program on uh, visualizing and I even downloaded this really juicy, really excited, really, really accessible um, uh, group and 101 program mentorship to help you manifest whatever you want. And it has a really strong guarantee. The guarantee is manifest what you want in 90 days or get your money back. And uh, like, Trust me, that is going to be able to hold up. Um, I did. I I am downloading this thing, so I have certainty about their power. First of all, second of all, um. So I'm creating a very accessible program because it's got to feel good for me either way. So the guarantee is that um, we are on a night. You know, I'll create a 90 day program for you. And we are going to iron out exactly what you want your life to be like within those 90 days. Exactly what is the mind-blowing, jaw-dropping thing that you need to see, that you need to experience, that you need to see with your own eyes, um, that you need to realize in that short of a time for you to know that you are completely in control and the most powerful being on the planet. Why such a strong guarantee? Well, first of all, I feel really certain about the process and what I am going to teach you. Second of all, I have this really crazy goal. Oh my God. I'll tell you all about it. My goal is that 100% of my clients get the results that they desire while we work together. 
that is very, very big. And today when I was, you know, journaling and doing my spiritual work, um, I got this, I got reminded of a concept that I did. I think it was 2018 when I started mentoring and teaching um, on law of attraction and metaphysics. And it was my first course that I created and it was called um, Dream Big or Die. I got this download and it was like, Adonis, this wasn't just your course. This was your course, right? Like the course of your life, the the journey. I was like, oh, did I misinterpret that? <laughs> the course. I was like, I got a course. And it's like, no, no, the course. Spirit and I, language. Okay. What's really exciting about that for me is that it was my very first program and what makes sense about how I'm receiving it now is that it was very like dream big or die. And for me, it was like, well, if we are all using the law of attraction and manifestation, and this is the law of essentially miracles, why are we bothering with manifesting the tiniest little things like a job, which you can get on your very own without exercising the knowledge of the law of attraction? Why are we trying to manifest little things like that? Why aren't we manifesting like pink elephants flying in the sky? Well, because when people teach manifestation, they're still teaching it with this without this one powerful missing ingredient. Bitch, I'm going to change your life today. Your life is going to be changed from this conversation and you are going to want to join my programs because there is so much juicy stuff coming through based on on all these things I'm going to share with you today. And so unconsciously or not intentionally, people are teaching manifestation from a very tactical, practical, logical perspective, which by the way, doesn't work is the reason it doesn't work um, because manifestation spirituality metaphysics none of that stuff is based on the law of logics the law of logic is basically the things that we can experience through our senses right the things we can hear the things we can see and all the analytics about those senses the combination thereof but that is not how the mystical world works the mystical world has no rules it has no gravity it only has two things, energy and momentum. Those are the two only things that exist. And so if you can create an entire belief system around like, hey, listen, the only things that you need is energy and momentum. Any, anything that you give energy to and momentum grows that energy is going to be realized point blank, end of story. That is a simple manifestation shortcut, right? It is a simple truth. But we are still teaching, many of us, manifestation from a very very logical very like matter of fact it's like and and it does work if you have a belief that you can manifest a hundred dollars and you manifest it it does work because there's nothing more powerful than proof in this physical reality so if you manifest a hundred dollars and you build that proof time and time again yes you will have an arsenal right you will have a resume of like all the pretty manifestations you had and first it was five and then it was 20 and then a hundred right but that is not actually utilizing the law to the most intelligent degree because if this law is unch- unchangeable, immutable, completely, the law of, of manifestation is based on law of attraction and the laws of the universe, right? All one big oneness ball. If this is the energy that created worlds, why are we wasting it on making tiny little things? This was the entire basis of that course. I was like, what are we doing? 
What are we teaching people that we can manifest our dreams? And then it's like, but start here because it's, it's more reasonable. It's more logical. And then I even seen spiritual teachers or intuitive teachers that say things like, I don't care about that amount. It's the time factor. Obviously, you can manifest a million. You might not be able to manifest a million in a day. Bullshit, right? That's a belief. The reality is that you don't need to manifest a million dollars in a day um, as, a, as in like this outside thing just magically happening. You, you can't have that. You'll never have that if you teach, profess, and believe that there is a time factor. Time is not a factor indeed. So then why does time exist? Well, time is just a series of nows. <laughs> it's now it's now it's now it's now it's now and so because we are in this physical reality and because we have memory we attach our memories and the passing of moments to moments and we we give it a measurable you know like a measurement now this is extremely useful you know it would be really hard even though Today, I was like, last night, I was like, I'm going to wake up at five in the morning. I need to be done with everything that I need to do early because I have podcast interviews. I have new programs rolling out. I am doing all the things and writing the thesis and all these things. And I was like, and all of it needs to get done and all of it will get done. And all of it brings me an incredible amount of pleasure. I want you to understand that when there's pleasure, there's energy. There is never a lack of energy in a pleasurable state, even when you're in exhaustion and a physical level. For example, um, many uh, sports people, you know, we've heard this over time and time again about getting in the zone. The zone allows people to just tune into just pure passion. And then you can ignore the body screaming at you, stop running. (laughs) You're like, shut up, sit down. I'm in passion. I'm I'm in this deep pleasure. This pleasure is so... Um, big and it's so awesome that it overrides my pain. So as we uh, teach, you know, people things like, well, manifest incrementally and all that, there are some people that need to move at that pace. Very true, right? But some of us don't. And for, for many years, that was my desire. I was like, but I want to go fast. And I'm like, I'm 45. <laughs> it didn't go fast. And I was like, well, or did it? <laughs> like, Honestly, at 45 years old, I can very easily remember back in my 20s. And it just feels like not that long ago. Even though it's kind of like, damn, I was in my 20s. But it just in the memory sense, it feels like you can just recall a memory, right? Like when you recall a memory, you don't, you're not like, hold on, it's so long ago. I got to dig through years and years of memories. No, you instantly have it accessible right there, available to you. So when I did that class, Dream Big or Die, I I knew that for me, it was like, look, if you don't go really, really big, you are going to die. And even then, when I created that program, I didn't understand the value of that statement. And I come to hear it, my own statement again, I guess. I'm like, dream big or die. As, is, as I'm sitting here thinking about the very insane dreams with this positive expectation and I was like wait why do I feel like these all these things can happen will happen and here's where knowledge can serve you but knowledge without wisdom without applica- uh, application is not going to take you anywhere but 
It's the knowing that the work that I do works guaranteed that allows me to sit here and think about the biggest dreams in the world with complete expectation, almost with like curiosity, almost like, holy crap. Now that I put that in my desires, now that I put that that memory in there, that future memory or that idea in there or that thought in there or that energy in there, right? Thought energy. Now that I've have seen it in my mind, holy crap, I will experience that. I will experience that because I understand how the law works. I understand that when I'm in alignment and I get this wonderful idea, right? And that I may not necessarily feel the the wheels turning to the degree where I know what to do with it. But all I need to do in that moment is delight in the idea. And if you truly learn to delight in the idea when the idea comes in before you shit on it, before you're just like, but I can't. If you delight in the idea, then I want you to detach from needing to have that idea become your reality because it's already an electromagnetic reality. It became an electromagnetic reality the moment you savored it, the, ma- the moment that you said, wow, that, wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be exciting? The moment that you were daydreaming, like, ah, I just imagined myself on a billboard for no reason at all whatsoever, and I just felt happy. I just felt a smile come on my face. That's when you detach. When you get a smile on your face, you're like, I got there, run away. That's it. You got the medicine. And then the, for me, releasing expectation is so, so, so important. And that's why I like to work with this tool and this, the mechanism of um, creativity, the mecha- mechanism of imagination, the mechanism of visualizations, right? These are kind of like all similar sounding words. Um, they're all in the same resonance because it all requires sight, either out- outer sight or inner sight. And isn't it so wonderful that you can put your eyes on something on the outside of your body you can look at a beautiful house at a magazine and just imagine being there just imagine having that life and i think that i actually learned this a lot from my mom even though she's not into manifestation or law of attraction but i just remember she did a lot of window shopping and i was like this is so lame i actually want the money to manifest i don't want to be window shopping I remember sometimes I think that we will fill the carts with stuff and walk around. And then later on, I took on the practice with my with my kids. I was like, let's walk around the store and put a bunch, everything that catches our eyes. Don't It doesn't matter what the price is. Just like it, love it, put it in the cart, and it goes into the think about it pile. So essentially, when I go shopping with the kids, or even for myself, um, and I do it unconsciously now because it's hardwired. But for at, at a time, we would just agree. The kids and I would be like, all right. So we go to the store and then we just start picking stuff. And we'll have like stuff that we really want it. We're like, oh, this I'm buying. This I'm buying no matter what. And that goes in one pile. And then there's the think about it pile. And what I realized that when we all started to do the think about it pile versus like buying everything we wanted in the moment, what if we just actually got the like juicy satisfaction of like having it a little bit you know so that's exactly what we did we put these amazing things in the cart and then when it's time to check out we would all like stand in the corner somewhere and we're like okay these are the things we're buying and these are the think about it fast let's look at it again so we will grab each thing everybody will do it on their own grab each thing and then just be like i really want this do I look at the price and all that stuff? And if, if, it, if it didn't feel like a yes, yes, then you didn't get it. 
And so it was so much easier to go around the store and say yes to everything at first. Sure, yes, 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 yes. Because what happens is you're building a ton of momentum. When you're not looking at the price, you're not worried about it, when you're just like, these are all essentially clothing potentialities, you are, you're available to having them, you're available to receiving them, you're not focused on all the things that would take you out of alignment, which would be like, how much is it? How many things do I have in a cart? What's my budget? Blah, blah, blah. Limitation, limitation, limitation. No, that right there, you are, well, I am here and I do have money. And whether it's 100 or $10, whether it's a budget or not, that's completely irrelevant because the very first stage is just to check out the potentiality. Now, this is amazing. This is like so unconscious and and so cool because I actually saw that every single time we filled the cart with a bunch of crap that we didn't actually really love, didn't really want, that at the end when we had to make this choice and it was based on love, it's like what piece do you love? What piece you do that has to come home with you? Like we have the pile of like, these are things I'm buying. And then we have the, the, the think about it pile. And most of the time we never got the stuff from the think about it pile. It was very rare when there was like one thing, or maybe there was one thing that was in the think about it pile, but it was like priced a little too high. And I was like, you know, I'll be like, I don't know yet. And then I would look at it and actually consider. So if you're not working from patterns, you're not going to want to make a knee-jerk reaction to to your life. You're going to want to consciously pause and think, especially from the perspective of what you want to have. Not from like, oh shit, I have $100, I can't afford this dress. Look at it from the perspective. If I already had $100 every hour for no reason, and this was just easy, it was a matter of like, love, do I love this? Do I love this? Can I imagine myself wearing this and just feeling like I'm floating out into space? Do I feel rich? Do I feel famous? Do I feel activated? Do I feel sexy? Do I feel something powerful? And when you tune into that energy, the ticket price is irrelevant. And if anything, aspirational. Where you're like, you know what, bitch? I don't got $100 today, but I'm coming back for you. And then you don't leave it on the note of like, oh, I can't, you know, you, you, you're conscious about the life that you're leading, that you're, you're, you know, creating for yourself. Every decision, every choice, every word, highly, highly intentional. Why are we talking out of our asses? Actually, I think everybody should record themselves just in an argument or talking shit or whatever, and then listen to it so that we could, you could really hear what you sound like from the outside sometimes we sound crazy and people are like that bitch is crazy and you're like i'm not crazy but when you look back you're just like dude i think i sounded crazy that day i overreacted i was triggered blah 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 thing 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 one thing two so let's talk about the the mind of a more metaphysical perspective and for the sake of this conversation what i really want you to focus on what the mind can do it can only do one thing right maybe the brain is responsible for our body parts our you know the functioning of our lungs maybe the brain and we think that the brain and the mind are the same but i think that the brain is like the control center for the mind i don't know i don't know i'm gonna have to look it up what's the brain i'm like do we even need a brain if we have a mind okay (sighs) nonetheless the mind can only do one thing 
okay? And the only thing that the mind can do is create. I want you to understand that and write it in the tablets of your heart. The mind can only create. It can only create. So then you ask yourself, then everything in my life has been a creation. Yeah, but I don't want to create this. I don't focus on this. Okay, no, 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 no. You got to understand this. It can only create out of the things you see. So there's only two things you can see, right? Now, I'm going to break it down for you. One, the only thing the mind can do is create. Two, it can only create from two things. It can only create from the past or from the future. That's it. And it can only create in these two things using one mechanism, which is sight. And it could be inner sight or outer sight. Okay? Are you guys with me? I want to give you a cautionary note here. If you are trying to utilize uh, metaphysics, God, law of attraction, anything in a manipulative way, not to really truly understand how the universe works, but just to get your way, I will tell you that you will. You will be able to use everything that I teach you without any, any divine purpose, meaning like you can utilize this type of, um, of work mentality to create a, a life and a business of your dreams that hurts the environment, right? It, it, it could bless you, but you can create a product that's amazing that it pollutes the environment. So what I'm saying is that just because you're manifesting a wild reality, wildest reality that you can ever dream of, it doesn't make you a good person, a good human. So what I want you to understand is that manifestation without metaphysics is one of the reasons we are in in problems um for example i want to go back to looking at marilyn monroe and how she manifested fame and being one of the most beautiful iconic and celebrated women in the entire world but still died um unhappy alone sad and then you have someone like the buddha who visualized the whole reincarnation process. He saw the wheel of birth and, and the rebirth and he penetrated the, the illusion <laughs> and he reached enlightenment. And so these are two people who utilized the exact same mechanism and had dramatically different results. They both got famous. They both attained fame, but it doesn't mean that they both attained fulfillment. So what am I saying? The warning is that I can give you a system for you to create the reality of your dreams, but the reality of your dreams is more about the feelings of your dreams, right? What what people are thinking about primarily is like a big house, a big car, a big dick, like all the things, right? Um, but what the universe is truly concerned with is the evolution of consciousness. So that looks like feeling good, being kind, being generous, looking out for each other, right? Why would the Bible say, love your neighbor as you love yourself? Well, number one is because there is no out there. That means that when you are loving your neighbor, that person out there, a person that you think is out there, who doesn't exist because there's no out there, <laughs> that, you know, Jesus is telling us to love them as you love yourself, because guess what? That's really truly what you're going to experience in life. You're going to love them as you love yourself because they are you. They are not necessarily all of you, everybody that comes into your life could be a fragment of you and definitely, without a doubt, something that needs to be healed, um, repaired, 
um, corrected, evolved. And I use those terms because not everything needs to be like from bad to good. We can definitely um, join forces with ascended masters to do more, you know, to expand consciousness. It doesn't necessarily mean that some terrible thing has to happen or some challenge has to to be, um, I don't know, overcome or whatever. Okay, so let's review. The mind can only do one thing, and that thing is create. There's two ways in which the mind can create. You, it utilizes the past or it utilizes the future. There's, there's one or two tools. I guess it's one or, one or two. There's two tools in which you can create and change your life forever and manifest all your wildest dreams. And there is the inner sight, tool one, and then there's that outer sight tool two and everything else is fun everything else that's it this is the formula without that metaphysical background without the divine without source without being of love of kindness of generosity um you will manifest um a future of your dreams but it will be at the expense of others because if you are not tuning and tapping into like a higher perspective you are coming from ego even if it seems kind and ego is not that ego is an asshole you ego is just self-preserving so this is where you find people who maybe in the dictatorships where they're like they're socialists and they're like everybody will be treated equal except they are like kings and you're just like okay that don't make sense because you're not like the other people's you know this is where people um run into hierarchies and, and things like that so without the divine the ego who is very 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 sensitive to its needs its very selfish needs is self-empowerment self-containment self preservation um if you don't have that outer perspective or maybe that more inner perspective um from the god mind from the higher perspective higher plane um your ego can tell you that you're doing the work of god and it's not that you're not doing the work of god but you're just essentially taking care of yourself at, at anyone else's expense and it could be completely unconscious right you can start a new fashion line and not realize that you get your stuff manufactured in China and not realize that um, some of the people in China who are producing your products are miners and they're enslaved, right? You may be completely unconscious of how your manifestation is making your life amazing and somebody else's not good, right? So for me, the safety is, well, then seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, right? Seek ye first, look for the good things, look for the elevated things, look for the good feelings, look for the um, community, for love, for acceptance, for um, reconciliation, look for all those things first. And then the money is going to come because think about it, in a, in a in a concept of sisterhood and coaching and mentoring women amongst women, mystics amongst mystics, if I help you make $10,000 in a week, wouldn't you just become my loyal client until you can make more on your own, right? Like it makes absolutely no sense that we, we create all these expectations and results and testimonials and all the things when we can simply 
um, come from a higher perspective. And as we come from a higher perspective, our work is based on truth, right? I always say that my, my curriculum and anything that I teach, anything that I bring forth is based on truth. Now, my truth, to the best of my ability, to the universal truth, to the oneness, to the one truth, right? Because the truth will set you free. That means that I, with certainty, can deliver the message and allow that freedom to come into your life as an automatic result of hearing the truth and being in the truth. So then I can also be less concerned about the negative qualities, right? Like, hey, I want to be a millionaire and I want to have these this business and I want to do these amazing things and I want to have comfort and luxury, But I am so into the divine purpose of it all that as I'm in alignment, everything that I decide to do has a positive um, shift on not just me, but the entire world. And I feel like this is a little bit of that work of, of Jesus in the sense of like, if Jesus was one single person that can save the entire world, yet Jesus was the example, why do we feel like we are not as powerful as that when even jesus said you will do greater things than i have done now mind you i think that creating a plane is pretty miraculously a miracle because humans can't just flap their hands and fly in the air so sometimes the perspective of the things we desire so imagine somebody wants to fly maybe they invent a plane maybe they just can't you know push up and and jump into the sky and fly away but every desire manifests within the context of the rules you've agreed to right every desire will manifest within the context of earth if your dream is to go into outer space and that's the dream you know you can be like um the woman that i spoke to spoke about what is her name i forget but the first uh, teacher who became an astronaut she must have just desired so much so and saw over and over and over and over in her head so much so that the entire world shifted an entire program was created just for teachers and out of the fifteen thousand, she was the most aligned one the most perfect one one person is enough just like jesus had this entire responsibility of saving the entire world like you can be that person and it's not the the purpose is not for you to be like a savior like jesus the purpose is to understand that it doesn't matter if you save yourself if you don't think of the consciousness of everybody else because if you really truly understand that there's no out there every single person that you encounter on the outside of you is just a reflection of you it's just a part of you as you make the world better obviously it's because you are better there is no way for you to be better without the world having an impact if you're conscious about that but that requires metaphysics that requires a really strong spiritual and intuitive foundation that requires you wanting good over wealth yeah feeling me as i was meditating i thought of the movie unleashed um with um what's his name it is one of my favorite movies it came out in 2005 it is with actor jet lee and it is an incredible movie if you haven't seen it spoiler alert i'm gonna ruin it for you but Um, You should watch it anyways. I think the reason this movie came to mind as I'm contemplating like the mind can only create, the mind can only create is because in this movie, um, this movie is about a boy who had a collar, kind of like a dog, right? And he had been kind of trained that whenever 
he had that collared he was very docile very calm and all he did was just listen and he had like absolutely no power no authority but the moment that collar was taken off he would become a destroying machine he would kill like 30 people in a room just like super fast just so complete utter focus complete killing machine kills everybody the leash goes back on his neck the collar goes back on his neck he becomes that docile like almost like a little boy like a lost little boy and looking around like like almost in disbelief that it was he who killed all these people so when i'm thinking about this and i'm like why did i think about this in this moment and it's just like that you may think that there's something that's holding you back and that as long as you have that thing holding you back, you, you can't unleash all this power, this fierce, potent power that's inside of you. But the thing is that in the movie, the actor Jet Li, um, uh, the name in the movie is Danny. Danny realizes because he meets a family that takes him in, that loves him. Um, he realizes that somebody with love and tenderness and care took off the collar and to his own surprise because he he was afraid of the collar being taken off to his own surprise he didn't go crazy he didn't go wild it was the first moment he realized that he had choice this is why this movie is so cool because the moment that you realize you have choice, you also understand like that docile little puppy dog like perspective and that beast, they both live inside the same man. And this man, you know, he had been trained and conditioned to believe since he was little that this collar who was an inanimate object controlled its fate, controlled its capabilities. Sometimes... Your, the adult in your life will put a collar on you, per se, energetically, to control your power, to hold you down. And maybe you've done enough healing work to take off the collar, but you haven't unleashed your true power. You haven't. So hopefully this conversation will get you thinking about that. So let me explain. The mind can only create. That's all it can do. And I'm not going to go into that part. Because we all can agree on that. Like, even, even religion can agree that God is the ultimate mind, the ultimate consciousness, and it creates all things. So, it is the behavior of, you know, it's the behavior of the Almighty God. It's the behavior of the universe. It's the behavior of source energy. And the thing is that inside of this mind, which we are all in mind, have access to mind, and have our own mind. Inside this mind that creates all things, you have the control. Many people feel like they don't have the control, and it's because they don't have the knowledge. And I'm going to give you the knowledge, and then you'll have the control. Put it into practice. You'll change your life forever. The thing is that there's two ways that the mind manifests. And we all can agree and find text around going within, going inside, the mind's eye, your imagination, visualize, see, picture, imagine. So as we use this language, and because of my background in photography, I use a lot of sight as my primary source of creating things. 
So, you know, the eye is king in my world. In the world of, of, of visual arts, the eye is king. But guess what? In the world of spiritual art, I suppose, the eye is king too. Except it's the inner sight. It's the third eye. It is still king. It says that if you can see it, if you can see the vision, it will come. It will happen. If you can see it. So important to understand. If you can see it, you can have it. So there's two ways that you can look. There's pictures in your mind and there's two types of pictures. There's pictures of the past. We call these memories. And there is pictures of the future. We kind of call these imagination. We call these um, desires. And what has happened is that since the mind can only create we are so focused on avoiding our past that all we can actually do is look at it. We are constantly through memory looking at images and photos per se of the past. And so since the mind can only create what you what it looks at, it can only recreate more of the past. But what about the future? The future hasn't happened yet. Well, this is where the magic comes in. The magic comes in that if you close your eyes and you visualize and you visualize a better life for you and you manage to do that more than you remember your bad memories, your life will change because you will start to manifest as a product of what the mind is seeing inside. Whatever the mind sees, it will create. So, so if you visualize, you close your eyes and you tune into your dreams and your desires, you're going to see a different reality that's available to you utilizing your imagination versus utilizing your memory. And your memory is just literally still utilizing your imagination. You have to imagine the past. That As you recall the past, you're imagining it, right? So we're using the same tool, imagination. And now I got you so close to where you need to be. What we have forgotten in law of attraction manifestation is that it was supposed to be fun. It was supposed to be creative and we made it logical. We made it mechanical. We made it sensical versus nonsensical. We made it about the physicality and not about what it is. It is about the invisible and what you can see in the invisible. In the invisible. So if you can feed it internal images and these images project into the world, what happens if you... Feed your actual natural eye images. Well, it's a very similar process because this is what happens. When you are looking at an image of a photo of a desire, you are looking at it through your eyes, but it's being processed in the mind. So it's still in the mind where everything is taking place. It may seem like it's from the outside in, and if you have to think of it in that way that serves you, then okay. You know, it's not going to hurt you to think that your environment can impact your, your inner state and that your inner state impacts your, your environment, right? That's not going to hurt you at all because then you can clean up your environment and manifest the wildest things that you, that you can imagine. So what are the two tools, right? I already kind of started talking about it. The two tools are your inner eye, which is your third eye, your ability to imagine, your imagination, your ability to visualize, uh, 
modalities and things that are utilized to trigger those things could be things like um, um, hypnosis, meditation, guided imagery, um, mind movies, which is what I want to talk about in the context of seeing it with your own eyes, with the outer eye. But just to touch on the two types of tools that everybody has right now, one is the most accessible, which is your inner sight. The problem is that if you're not used to putting in your mind uh, positive images, you're probably in the habit of thinking about your past, not because you're masochist and are trying to constantly remember terrible things, is that your mind needs a focus. And if you don't intentionally give it a focus, it will focus on what it has always focused on, right? There's momentum there. So some people are not, they claim not to be good at visualizing and it's because they get too stuck in processes instead of just letting the imagination take over. Because for some reason, imagination has a very, like a very ambiguous definition. And for some people, using your imagination is not necessarily spiritual. It's like fantasy. But what if imagination and spirit was the same thing? That is exactly what I'm finding out in my latest research. Okay, so we got the inner eye, the third eye, the imagination, visualizing what you can see from the inside. We got that part. But what about our actual sight? Where our actual sight is incredible because it also is the windows to the soul, right? So you can put, you can look through that window and see perhaps the outside and feed that outside back to the inside. And so when you use things like visualization um, in the context of just your inner mind, there could be a lot of interruptions, you can be easily distracted. You can be thinking about the visualizing your dreams and then suddenly you remember a problem or something triggers you like oh, the kids are yelling and you can't focus and, and you're not in the moment. The thing about mind movies and creating a visual aid like a dream board or something visual is that it doesn't require like an entire process. When you do a dream board and you spend some time sticking on all the desires and then you put it on the wall, it is working on your subconscious as long as it's there. Your, your subconscious is constantly absorbing messages from it. And you don't have to do a new dream board every single day. You did it. It's there. You can just look at it. And as you look at it, tune back into those feelings and utilize in that, in that way. But what it's doing is utilizing the external um, environment you know, is utilizing your external stimulus to to create an inner picture, right? And so when you want to change your life and visualization um, and using meditation and using those tools, either they're not effective anymore or they've never were effective, um, you can start to utilize mind movies. And I think that because of modern technology, that we don't have to make things hard. A mind movie is certainly easier than trying to imagine, right? Like something crazy or impossible. The difference is, and this is why you need both of them. You need both. Don't, don't mistake my words and say that you can just use um, mind movies. Mind movies has this external factor to it. And it's a really good um, way to advance and move into what you desire 
very quickly because it's not about digging up any old blah, blah, blah. It's not about anything except for the number one thing, which is the mind can only create. A mind movie, it's, it's like training your mind to create. But everything that you'll find in a mind movie primarily will be realistic, right? Now, you may think, well, a million, a, a, you know, a mansion is not realistic for me. Well, it is realistic. If it's real, then it's realistic. What may not be realistic is to imagine that you have a house in a cave in the bottom of the ocean. That may not be realistic, but having a mansion is absolutely realistic. There's many people that have mansions, right? So if you wanted to manifest something unrealistic, like living in the bottom of the ocean, I believe that if you really, 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 really wanted that, that you would manifest that. Maybe you, weren't mani- you wouldn't manifest that as a human. Maybe you would be a fish <laughs> in your next life. But I believe that everything is possible and everything manifests, whether we realize it or not. So the advantage to using your imagination is that imagination has no limits. You can imagine yourself m- meditating on the moon, which I do incredibly so because when I want to elevate my frequency in my in my consciousness I know that I want to go high and so I learned to go to the top of a mountain but I was like I want to go higher (laughs) and so from the top of the mountain I went through the clouds and I was like "Mm, higher and then I went to the moon and usually on the moon um I sit and hang out in that in that consciousness of being that high up that far removed from earth um it's my visual representation of letting my my mind, my brain all together come, you know, work in unison to take me to a higher level of consciousness. And so what I want to do right now is just tell you about my um, Minecrafter, Mythcrafter studio. Mythcrafter studio literally is a library of my movies all with the same theme to attain fame. There's going to be a variety of videos. They range from 5 to 15 minutes um, because this is a process that's highly effective. It works and you do have to commit to an everyday thing. And I think that a five-minute practice, no one can say that they are unavailable for that. And if someone ever tells me like, I can't have, I can't give five minutes to myself to make all my dreams come true, then you, are, you understand, they understand, I understand that they're just not willing to have this desire actually manifest. Their willingness is demonstrated by their activation, which is you you enter the program, you pay for the program, and you do the program. You do it. You prove to yourself either this works or doesn't work, but it's not going to not work because I didn't do it right. If there is no truth in this curriculum, if there's no truth in this program, I will know. But it's not going to be because I didn't give it my all, because I didn't come at it from all of, from everything, you know. What's really amazing about this program is that most of the people that come into my world, they are not novice, they're not new, they're mystics, they've been around for a minute, whether things were always steady flowing and they just want a bigger jump, um, or things are good, steady flowing, but they don't feel fulfilled or connected to soul, to spirit. Um, or they're looking to create some, something big and dramatic and powerful. One of the things that is really important is to always start with the vision. Always start with the vision. What is it that you can envision? And if you want fame, right? Sacred fame for moving, um, consciousness forward, 
doing something beautiful that would benefit the entire world, then fame is a duty. Fame is mandatory. How sad would it be if you have these powerful modalities that help people change your life and heal and nobody ever hears about them? Or maybe like, I only need like 12 people in my practice and I'll be completely booked. 12 people in the world of billions of people? Now, that's a good start because everybody becomes um, a, a person that moves the message forward, right? But come on, there's so much more in you. There's so much energy to be poured out into the world. So if you really want to explore the context of sacred fame, I invite you to connect with me and join one of my programs. I will be talking about them all through the week. But until then, I want you to picture your legacy. Bye. That brings us to the end of this episode. I hope that you have enjoyed it and learned something that can take you from diamond in the rough to crown jewel. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and this show, please rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to come back for our next juicy discussion, of course, about metaphysics, photography, and anything in between. Until then... Find me pretty stars. Bon voyage.